Hello, welcome back to episode five of the second series of Pavs Pod. Hope your weeks have been good. Uh, as you can see, there is no eggy this morning. Um, we've got quite a tight schedule this week, so you just get the joy of me uh, to ramble on for a few minutes before we introduce our next guest. Um, there was no first team game to review last week. We had uh, just one fixture last week. It ended up being Keyworth away uh, for our thirds. Took a, a very youthful third team, um, but a lot of experience, a lot of power and a lot of skill. But we ended up beating QF ones 29-5. It was a good game. It was a, a genuine third, third team. So it was nice to uh, to actually see what we'd be like. We've not had many genuine games this season um, where it's been a fixture for us. So it was nice to know that we can uh, we can still push boundaries and, and and win big games with big skills as well. Um, this week coming up, uh, the ones are at home to Sandbach, the twos are at home to Long Eaton, and the threes are at home as well. It was due to be Bakewell Mariners, but they've uh, um, they they've cried off already, unfortunately. Uh, so we look like we're going to have a fixture um, against a travelling team. Uh, Moraders, who we also will be playing at the Beer Festival on the fifth of November. Um, we are going to be the early kickoff at 2.15. Well, the threes will be. I'm not there. I'm standing up in Scotland. Um, but yeah, the lads will be kicking off at 2.15 and then the, the twos and ones will be kicking off at three. Um, I mean, it's a bit pointless if I discuss Eddie's New England squad now. Uh, I'm not going to go into that nausea kind of thing. I know I know some people would like to know my, my uh, thoughts on it. Um, but me and Eddie are close and I don't want to give away too much. So let's get on to our guest, uh, our guest this week. It's another uh, one guester. Last week we had Ben Allen with him fiddling eggs. Um, and this time we've got someone with a slight more, uh, slightly better rugby CV being James Stokes. Stokesy used to be at Pavs uh, and he's now at London Irish. So enjoy. Anyway, here we are with uh, James Stokes. Stokesy, how you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Sorry, I didn't tell you we'd, we'd started there, did I? Um, <laughs> for, for those who don't know, yeah, you're a former Pavers, uh, Pavers player at Knotts and Cambridge and Cov, you played it as well, currently at London Irish. You are part of the famous Slippery Six, um, which I'm sure we might come on to at some point further. But we'll go straight into the easy questions. Uh, what got you into rugby? Um, well, I was originally a footballer um, up until about the age of uh, 13, 14, I think. And then it was uh, probably my, my, one of my first school coaches, uh, Mr. Highfield, who, Mr. Neil Highfield, is, I think he's maybe still involved with Nottingham Moderns. Um, he asked me to play uh, fullback for our A team. And um, I kind of really enjoyed being around my schoolmates some more. Um, so I kind of Gave up football. I was kind of getting a bit sick of football as well because I was. Uh, we were getting shouted at by parents on the side of the pitch quite a lot. Um, and I went over to rugby and it's like the exact opposite. So um, very respectful and yeah, I really enjoyed being around my mates every Saturday and, and Wednesday as well. So that's how I got into it. Yeah, so from what we can tell you, quite a, a good school team and a, a good set of mates. For those who don't know, um, do you want to let people know who the Paviors and X and, and people are in that group? Yeah, so Paviors, it would be um, Jay, obviously James Reeson. The, uh, <laughs> is, he a, is, he, is he a stalwart now or what? <laughs> I'll stretch you too far, eh? That's not... <laughs> what? <laughs> he's a Paviors what? I want to say. <laughs> so it was, yeah, so, <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, yeah, so James Reeson. Um, Nathan Jones, who used to play the minis, I think, me and youth. Um, and then same with Richard Ashby, he was in the mini and youth. And then obviously, uh, Alex Lewington, who's now at Saracens, used to be at an Irish. And then Max Trimble as well, who's in the living room at the minute. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, I used to play with him at Coventry and uh, and he's now at Richmond. So, yeah, we had a pretty good team. And then I, I, I obviously knew uh, when I was younger, Collingham, Joe Collingham. Um, and then quite a few of the boys as well, Doug Billum. Um, yeah. Nice. So through the Paviors age groups, you came a little bit. Um, yeah. At what point did you leave Paviors to move on to, to other things? Um, I don't, I think I may, I think I may have originally started at Southwell. Um, and then 
Mulo to Pavia's, or or maybe the other way around. I'm not quite sure. Um, and then when we started playing like NLD rugby on a Sunday, I, I just don't think I could juggle everything. So we were just doing, um, yeah, it was just school and NLD. When I think when we got six form, that's when club rugby maybe took a little bit of a step back, and then uh, and then kind of got back into it when I finished school and was playing for Mansfield for a year, which was uh, awesome, but very interesting. <laughs> Is that the year they were, they were in the league we're in now, weren't they, that year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Midlands 1, and then that was my first taste of like adult rugby. Um, and then we got promoted. We won a playoff against Sutton Coldfield away. Right, yeah. Um, and we won the NLD Cup. I think we did the treble that year, maybe. But I don't know what the treble would be. NLD Cups. Not Scup, NLD Cups. NLD Cup, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a good year. That was very eye-opening. Very <laughs> opening, as you can imagine. Yeah, my first time <laughs> men's rugby. So, and then the year after was not so enjoyable. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when I got. Yeah, that's when we went to Nottingham, and then. Oh, did oh, you not? Yeah, you played play. a bit. Did you didn't I play for. Oh, okay. No, no, I was just training at Nottingham full time. So, oh, right, okay. Um, I went on loan to Leicester Lions. So yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they got. They had a bit of a tough year. I think maybe the following year. Yeah, I think uh, Caller and uh, Huffy was. Playing a bit more for them when they at that point, and yeah, yeah, had a tough year in in you know in, in a league that a bit of money floats around and, and Mansfield and ourselves as well kind of dead against it. Yeah, I know. Well, I think that at the time, as you say, like there were other clubs paying for players to come from kind of far and wide, and Mansfield's policy was that they were only going to play kind of local lads and that kind of thing, and and I think that was maybe their undoing a little bit. And I, I know they they're very proud of that philosophy. And I'm saying with Pavias probably, but um, yeah, but I, I just, I, they've just been on a bit of a slippery slope ever since, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah, but you know, hopefully one day we'll see them back yeah, up the leagues. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing so. We go on to Nottingham there. You were at Nottingham for two years, three years, two years, yeah. Yeah. Um, now I, I'm going to recount a great story about you. Oh God. Um, all good in this case. So we played against Ponty mm. in the BNI Cup at okay. home. Yeah, yeah. I captained the game. Uh-huh. Uh, and we were, I think we were rather level or one down with about yeah. 30 seconds to play. And up, up steps an 18, 19 year old James Stokes, having missed a few kicks during the day and slots a drop goal from not far off halfway, I seem to remember. Yeah, I don't really remember what happened there. I, I just kind of found myself <laughs> pulling into the pocket and I've, I've never really done that ever since. So <laughs> I don't really know what happened. I kind of blacked out a bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely wasn't screaming, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was you, was it? Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, that's still, I think that's still one of my favourite memory, rugby memories is that, that, that um, kind of that reaction, everyone turning around and like running at you. Yeah, class. It was amazing. I, to be fair, James, I mean, that sounds like a bit of a fluke of a, a oh, 100%. Yeah, because yeah. Jim has sent me a video um, of you trying to slot uh, off the tee in the sevens, was it the tens maybe? Um, uh-huh. And it's uh, it, it's quite short, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, pass. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I was, yeah. We- <laughs> the tens <laughs> was an interesting one because it was like you get five points for trying to slot them from halfway. So they were slightly shots at nothing. I think I managed to get like one out of four the whole trip. So I'm glad he sent you one of one of the ones I missed. That's I've got uh, one or two clips of stuff, um, but don't worry, we won't we won't dwell on them too much. Um, so your time at Knots, we'll just go for it. You don't have to dwell on it too much. Not your time playing with Phil, but your, your time at Knots, <laughs> Cambridge, and um, and Cov. Do you just tell us what that was like at that stage of rugby? Because obviously it's a bit different now. It's changed massively, especially in them lower levels. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, my first year at Nottingham was like um, was unbelievable, kind of uh, under Glax, who's now obviously gone on to coach at the Scarlets and Crusaders and, and whatnot. Um, I don't know where he's gone. Phil, do you know where he's gone now? I think he's still at Scarlets, isn't he? I thought he'd, I thought he'd gone in. Are he? Oh, I've probably yeah. missed that. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was great under Glax. Like, I absolutely loved my time uh, um, playing under Glax. Um, he, he was <laughs> he was sort of called Jackie Moon. Uh, you'll know that Phil pretty well. 
Um, but it was it was so much fun. Um, and we had a pretty good squad, didn't we, that year? Um, yeah. A lot of great players. And it was, uh, yeah, again, it was my, my second year of kind of men's rugby. So everything was brand new and really exciting. And, and I was balancing um, my first year at university um whilst I was there so that was that was fantastic it was kind of you know a couple of gym sessions a week training full-time that kind of thing bit of food the food was class I remember it was like Ollie Taylor's dad wasn't it doing the food yes. yeah 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 he's a legend um so yeah we we kind of trained really well and at great and it was fantastic and then and then Hargy came in Martin Hogg came in the second year and he was his coaching was like it was fantastic, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. It was just like his new ideas and he was just so uh, kind of bang, bang, bang to everything. It was, everything was time to the minute. Um, so there was no running over. If it was like a 45 minute session, we were finished in 45 minutes, that kind of thing. And you knew exactly what you were doing every single minute of the, those sessions. Um, but then in, in pre-season, I, was, I think I was maybe down to start against Tigers in the pre-season game. I think Silky, uh, Andrew Savage got injured. So I was down to start and then I got like an infection. I don't know what it was. It was like an infected fingernail bed. It sounds really weird. I got an infected fingernail bed and then I got, I, would, I don't know what happened, but I was in bed for like a week straight and I lost a stone and I couldn't eat. I had all these like ulcers in my mouth. I don't know what it was. It was like a tropical virus, honestly. And, and then... From the bay. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> from the bay, yeah. From... From the from the like um, what were they those like pop up things that we used to like change in and stuff. I don't know. anyway. Um, that was more like a disease you get in prison. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I, so I was like I was really battling. I missed the Tigers game and then came back in on the Monday. That's when Kalarich, um had a fight with Manu. I think do you remember he put yeah. it, his profile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture. He still probably got his profile picture knowing Color. Um, but yeah, well, I came back in on the Monday and then. Um, like pulled my groin because I think they wanted me to get straight back into training, and then uh, I was just I probably after that had a horrendous year. Didn't like didn't play really any games until we went up to Falcons and got beat like 70, <laughs> 75 or something like that. Um, I remember in like the fifth minute, uh, made like a break going like um, it was off like Cobo I think made like a break one on one with Jimmy Gopper. And I've like looked at Jimmy Gopperth and then looked at Ryan to pass it to him on my left to like just have an easy walk in. And then as I've looked back up, Jimmy Gopperth has hit me like in my face with like a straight <laughs> arm. And I've butchered the try and I was like, oh no, what a shambles. Um, so that was that. I, I had a really crappy year that year as well. So I, in the Tigers game, I don't know whether I started or I came off the bench in it. I feel like I started because I remember being absolutely knackered at half time in that tiny change room at Tigers. Yeah. But, came in the second half, went to try and like, hit someone as hard as I could and ripped my shoulder out of the joint and then was out for about six months. And then my first game back was that Newcastle game. Right. And that was just hideous. Like, as a first game back, it was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Was that away from home as well? Yeah. And we drove back that night as well. Yeah. And I had way too much caffeine at that game. I couldn't get off the toilet on the bus. Because <laughs> <laughs> so they're not the biggest of toilets as Didn't well. Didn't we have no, like, no. the bus was just full of pizza. Full of pizzas, yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't touch it. I couldn't touch any of it because I was just sat on the toilet. That's class. Um, well, there's a lot of pizzas on the bus and a lot of rugby players. Someone else is going to eat that bug at some point as well. Yeah. I know you exactly. pissed off a hell of a lot of mates. <laughs> <laughs> Put your head down. Wasn't in the um, Phil, should we go on to, to questions from others? I've tried to yeah. call it a feature name. Um, we'll still work on them. Noise from the noises is what noise I've got written down noises. here. Yeah. <laughs> it was questions from the stands or noise from the noises. Uh, you pick a question, mate, and uh, we'll go from there, Phil. Okay, I'll go with uh, <clears throat> from Jack Cramner, um, Ollerton, Starwalt. Uh, best Irish drinking story? As in, from London Irish, I'm guessing, not just in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we've been in, obviously, it's been pretty tough lately because I signed uh, Irish and then um, we COVID kicked in. So we've been, like, really hampered with socials. We've only had two two socials since, um, 
yeah two socials since we came back from covid and then before that we only had one um it's not a great drinking story it's just like it just sums irish up though just the way that when i first got to the to irish i'd um it's probably like to talk about when uh, later on and that kind of thing about like how i got to irish and all that stuff but when i first rocked up at irish the next week was like a christmas social and they put on like a really nice pub in in a place called teddington in london and they invited all the girlfriends and um <laughs> and it was like a free bar and there was food and stuff and there was a band on and i was just like this is class like i'm so not used to this like so integrated all the players all the coaches and and the like wives and girlfriends and family and stuff like that um <laughs> Declan Kidney walks through the door like pretty late two hours late or something like that he's got roses for every single woman in there he's <laughs> 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 going up to the uh, to the women with like the roses in his teeth and just like presenting to them and just like trying <laughs> like trying to hit on the girls kind of pretty much but he's an old romantic <laughs> who uh who's social sex who's in charge of the socials um now it's uh george not and matt williams and they do pretty good jobs to be fair yeah. um again like last game of the season we were meant to have like a uh um a, a, like a mad monday or something like that after the last game of the season but we got struck down with like 14 close contacts and Oh. Case. so we had to and then 10 days isolation on the back of the last game of the season so we missed all of our um like post-season socials and stuff so honestly we've been up against it on the social front but they're pretty good like it's once a once a month i think they're, go, they're trying to go for it at the minute so they're that's pretty good. ramp it up yeah that's so, pretty good at that level you don't normally get that sort of freedom no we had an Oktoberfest one uh, a couple of saturdays ago and um yeah, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a definite smirk there as well. Yeah, yeah. That There's just right. stories I just can't say, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, question, I will go for a question just from our, our captain quickly. I think he's a bit concerned. It sounds like he might have messaged you and you've ghosted him a few times. Um, but he, Doug Billum just wants to know if his loose head hat is, uh, is safe. Yeah, back in my car, yeah. So, <laughs> that's fine then. Uh, Doug still got it. It's fine. Um, I think there's there was one theme that came off the back of two questions. Um, so we're going to go into a bit of uh, your experience with women. Um, oh, God, we'll go first from uh, Alex Lewinson, one of your, your good friends. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it is brilliant. Have you uh, ever mistakenly texted a girl slagging her off while you want a date with them? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I've done that. Yeah, do you do want to know one story? Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not just crazy. Not me. I was in year ten, I think. Um, I won't name names, but I went on a um, cinema trip, to Corner House. You know it probably pretty well. So I went to the Corner House with, um, yeah, a girl from the high school. She was in the year above. Um, uh, I think I'd, I'd seen her once before, maybe. Um, kind of got there, we're having a bit of conversation, that kind of thing. And I just thought, I just thought this isn't really going to go anywhere. Um, and I just thought it probably needs to end today. Um, but before I ended it, I text Alex <clears throat> saying, um, mate, I just don't think I can do this anymore. Like, there's nothing going on between us. Um, I think I'm going to have to end it. And then I went to the toilet, sent the text, went to the toilet, and then <laughs> came back. And I can't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. She was in tears. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh my God. Like, why, why are you crying? Like, and then she just turns the phone around and I'd actually accidentally sent her the message. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. My heart. My heart sank. That's bad. That is really yeah. bad. I'm a real piece of work. Yeah, because that, that not just that doesn't just cross off anything with her. I think if you, that crosses off a lot of that, like mm. her democrat her friends, Christ, what's I think that what, what that does show though is how close you are with the slippery six that you text yeah. each other about your dating life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> might have been the last time. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah, never again. But I think we went. We actually went and watched the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was pre-film. I didn't realize. No, this was pre-film. 
I obviously made my mind up pretty quick. So I, I think from the the subway where John T's face was on the front of it, yeah. you know the one I mean? Up yeah, the as in, as in the, the sandwich bar, not yeah, the yeah. underground train network. Yeah, sorry, my bad, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, we have an underground train network in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so from the subway sandwich place with John T's face on, up the escalator, I think between that those two spots, I decided that it wasn't right for me. Two escalators. Two escalators. Two escalators. My God, if she's watching this, oh, please don't. I, I, I pray she doesn't. I, uh, I'm pretty sure she won't, mate. Yeah. It could be. It, uh, if it was you, please get in touch. Um, <laughs> we can, we've got Stacey's number now. If we can pass that on. Um <laughs> Do you want to, Phil, do you want to ask the one from Max as well? Cause... Yeah, so Max, who as you've already stated, is sat about 10 metres away from you in your living room. Um, is it true you asked someone in Ride Bar in Nottingham to Google you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's it's not. fucking big shot. No, it's not. <laughs> The thing. Do you know what it was? I think you know when that was, Phil. That was literally when I was like two months into Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I think when I was about nineteen, uh, oh. outside, outside forum, I think it was. Actually. Oh, what? so you did actually say it? <sighs> yeah, I think yeah. I did. Okay, that is absolutely horrendous, but I like it. I like it. I like it. And there is. One final question I want to I want to finish on from Jim Reeson, sender of videos and some quite uh, important information. Um, Hang on. So when I was messaging Jim saying, um, "What can I and can I not say?" and he was like, "Oh, mate, it's not stitch up anymore. It's just like talking about rugby and stuff." You just lied to me. Yeah. Yeah, have, yeah. You, have you ever met Jim? Have you met yeah, Jim? Right, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say. I know what I know whatsoever. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> in your younger days... Oh, God. So always in the younger or, days. Or, or there's two ways I could ask this. I could say a, a place name and see oh, what God. it rejogs the memory of or ask you a question. Right. What way are we going, Phil? Do the place name, I think. Place name. Um, Farndon Boathouse. Fandon Boathouse. Okay, it doesn't really talk too many memories, but it was also about earning a bit of extra cash in your younger days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do you know between the ages of about 15 and 19, 20, just kind of write them off. It was horrendous. God, I hope you weren't 15 when you were doing this. No, no, no. <laughs> it was about 19 again. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Do you want to let people know what you were doing for a bit of extra cash? Yeah, it's actually really good money as well. Um, yeah, when I was struggling through university, I, I did. Oh, no, I'm not, not proud of this as well. It was actually my auntie that suggested it. I was kind of around. I know, how weird is this? I was around. Who like, doesn't know what this is? I know. <laughs> only I know what the answer is. So nervous. Right, so right. nervous, right? I was at a family dinner. I was talking about like how second incomes at university and stuff like that. She was like, um, Ever thought about doing like um, Butler in the Buff? And I was like, <laughs> a bit weird, a bit weird that you're suggesting this, but yeah, fair play. Um, but yeah, no, so I did a bit of it. I did like three or four shifts, uh, Butler in the Buff. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Good, oh, great. Fair play to you. Why not? Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you know anyone there who has any vacancies? <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm a type. I'm a fetish now, so yeah. it's worth some extra money. Um, yeah. You're just an apron, really. I mean, you're laughing, aren't you? Just a sock will do. Um, Phil, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to get your package out? Yes. Yeah, so where is it? There it is. Um, so I think it's just a quick fire question, Stokesy, so as quick as you can. Yeah. Okay, there's not many. Um, red or green? Green. Favourite beverage? Uh, Amstel. Ooh. Ooh. Nathan Jones or Alex Lewington? 
Sorry, I know it needs to be quick. Um, I'm going to go Nathan. Yeah, because he probably beat you up. Uh, best opposition player? Uh, oh, Charles Piertel. Oh, mate, I have genuine nightmares for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last time you what yourself? I don't think I ever have. Oh, no, uh, uh, Cambridge Social. Nice. Yeah. And finally, John to your gym. John T, hundred percent. What's the What's the story then? Um, so was this at Cov? Well, this was before I before I got there. But okay. so there was like a mass clear out of all the Cov lads that were before um, current director of rugby um, Roland Winter got there. Um, so he basically told, I think it was like three quarters or maybe even more than that of the squad that they weren't needed the year after. So, they, But they all had to play like the last few games of the season. They're all like <laughs> bitter as fuck about it. They had to play Wharfdale away, last game of the season. Um, and um, I think Noxie tells a tough story that like they're on the bus on the way up and he's it's like half ten in the morning and he just hears on the back seat like... And they've all started getting pissed on the way up to the game. And the coaches have cracked out the whiskey on the way up to the game. And like, honestly, he said that they had a, they pulled over for, for like a quick stop and they're all just like shotgunning beers and stuff on the way up to the game. And they're all like bladdered taking the pitch. And I know that I know that some of the fans still call it like the farce of Wharfdale or something like that. Because all I mean, for those who haven't been to Wharfdale as well, it is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it it, from Coventry, it must take forever to get to. I can't imagine even doing that journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's bleak up there, even in fucking end of April when it's your last game of the season. Like Farmer's Field. It's like bordered by Farmer's Fields, isn't it? Like there's, the there's stone. stone walls, isn't there, at the end stone of the, walls, yeah. the top end? Yeah, so we we went up there. We lost up there when I was up there with Donny. We scored a driving mall, and the driving mall like, went over the line. And the, it was Ben Hunter probably uh, dived and scored. <laughs> the driving mall kept going and just crushed against the wall. It was fucking agony. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um Moving on from that, we, we won't keep you for much longer, Stacey, but um, this is a proper like podcasty question to ask, but I I, I Googled you um, because probably you asked me last time we went for a drink. Um, <laughs> but but in, a, in an article in the rugby paper, it said that you, you felt like you had a bit of imposter syndrome while playing at London Irish. You were talking about this just kind of similar thought process of I can't believe how you got there kind of thing. Off, uh, off record a minute ago. Um, but obviously you've got the ability to be up there because you, you started and you've played a bit in the Prem, but what is it about Irish that keeps you Irish? Because you've just um, signed an extension as well not long ago, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the article that was written, I was, uh, I was a bit like, oh, mate, he's really taken um, just literally one little line of what I said and really ran with that. I never said the words imposter syndrome or anything like that. <laughs> really, like, created this narrative that I don't feel like I deserve to be at home. But anyway, I read it. I was like, it's it's the last time me. I'm doing research for this fucking book. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. My dad texts me, like, imposter syndrome. Like, oh, I was like, I oh, know. It sounds horrendous, doesn't it? But it's, no, a bit of it is true. Like, <clears throat> It's more in the sense that as soon as you start to rest on your laurels and think that you deserve to be there and that kind of thing, you stop. As soon as you start to get comfortable and complacent, that's when you've lost it. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I kind of had it a bit when I was at Coventry. Probably wasn't putting in towards the end anyway. I wasn't putting in like as much effort as I could because um, I just was maybe comfortable at Coventry. But then Irish came along and just like gave me a complete new lease of life for rugby. Um, just everything ramped up training was just a different kettle of fish from, than what I was used to the intensity um, I mean the intensity goes up like even another notch when you go to like some of the boys talk about the international camps and stuff like that and they just say it's different even even another level so um, yeah I just I just found it so hard but I loved it um, and it just made me want to work work hard to make sure I was kind of 
com- not comfortable, but was able to kind of mix it with those kind of boys. And and then, yeah, obviously, like my first week of training and stuff. And it's like you get, I remember walking into the food room on my first day and um, Gilly, um, Connor, Giz- he's going to kill me first, Gazelnan. <laughs> Always really struggling with pronouncing his second name. Um, Gilly, anyway, we'll call him Gilly. Uh, he uh, took me into the food room. Like, he greeted me because he knew I knew him through Alex. Alex used to be there, and he's like one of Alex's best mates. Um, and then, like, introduced me to a few boys and stuff. And first person I got like shaking hands with was Sean O'Brien. And I'm just like, fucking hell, this is like pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I was still like fanboying everyone. And then, like, Phipps, Phipps, like, Nick Phipps walks in and he's just got like his, his casual clothes on. He's just like, oh, hey, mate, how you getting on? All this stuff. So sitting around having some breakfast with all these boys and I'm just like, so don't deserve to be here. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) All these like nearly 100 cap players and I'm just fucking James Stokes from Mansfield. Little shithole in the Midlands, so. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's kind of the imposter syndrome, I guess, that maybe I kind of alluded to, but it's more of a... Yeah, as I say, don't rest on your laurels type thing. Keep working hard for it. Um, but like I know you said about what's made me kind of stay Irish, and it's just, um, it's just obviously they've shown faith in me to um, reward me with a, another contract and that kind of thing. And um, I absolutely love it in Southwest London. Um, my girlfriend's in in Clapham and stuff, so um, geographically, it's fantastic. Um, it's it's a great place to be as well. Like looking after rugby giving me maybe opportunities for work experience and that kind of thing um and then obviously the facilities the people um the boys are just it's just it's just a great place to be um i know we've had like a really shit run of results lately um but uh when we get it right and we just need to be more consistent about getting it right we're we're a really good team so yeah that's kind of why i love it there and am I right? And, and I apologise if I'm wrong. And I, I don't watch much Premiership rugby because uh, I live in a house with three women, and the TV is not mine anymore. But um, <laughs> have you played apart from nine? Have you played every position in the back for Irish now? No, I did play ten. You haven't played ten. Not played ten yet. No. Oh, I thought you had played. <laughs> so yeah, because I'm like you never know. Yeah, uh, because one of the the major rugby stat websites lists you as a London Irish fly half. I'll take that. Well, <laughs> well, mate, I've backed you up with the whole Ponty pre drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just need the coaches to listen to that story. And then yeah. like, he's yeah, just yeah. he's done it once, guys. He's done it once, and it came off the side of his boot. But it's fine. It's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, in the warm-ups now, it, I just find that part like a good part of a warm-up to like loosen my hamstrings off and stuff. I just try and bang them over from fifty. Like I just not even warm up like underneath the twenty-two. I'll just go straight out to the fifty meter line and just try and hit like as hard as I can. Because I just find it's a good way to like loosen up. And what, what's so, the percentage? What's the percentage? Oh, real low, real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. No, but yeah, played, uh, signed as a fullback and then or fullback slash wing. Um, played, played fullback predominantly um, in the first few games I was there, and then the restart played a bit on the wing. Um, and then played more on the wing when I when we came back last season. And then towards the end, we had loads of injuries in the centres, um, and ended up playing twelve and thirteen. Kind of got thrown in the deep end. They were like, "Do you you play 13? And I was like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely love to give it a go." So my <laughs> first game at thirteen was Franklin's Gardens away on a Friday night. Mm. Um, and it was like Pierce Francis and Fraser Dingwall, who I know quite well from being at Coventry with. Um, so kind of had was like, <laughs> I think I said to him in the warm up, I was like, you know, it's my first game at 13, so a little bit of a GA, just like go go easy on me type thing. Um, but I probably, mate, I probably had like, I probably had one of my better games for Irish at 13. I was just, I, got, I just was on the ball a bit more, and um, I, I like to tackle, I like to be involved in, 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 uh, in and amongst it so whereas at fullback it can get a bit lonely you don't really see the ball a lot of the time unless it's getting kicked to you and, and all that kind of stuff so I just saw a lot of the ball and mate absolutely loved it at 13 um, played then again there against Bath away um, and that was pretty tough because uh, that was Jonathan Joseph opposite me 
and obviously, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, <laughs> so, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Um, and then played 12, I think, the following week against Quinns, and that was Esther Hazen running down my channel. Um, so I was like, fuck hell, this, <laughs> I'm a bit like, this is a bit mental now. Um, but Esther Hazen was pretty nice. I think he was a bit intimidated because he got red carded in just like 10 minutes since the second half. So, What did he get uh, red carded for? Uh, he like punched our 13 uh, in like a bit of a bit of a scrap. So I, I actually read an I'm interview. of him to get sent off. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, but I, I read an interview with him and he said he was going to hit you. Mm. Uh, I read you were from Mansfield, so he decided not worth it. I move out one place and uh, go from there. So no, I was actually on the other side of the pitch. I was actually uh, running away from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, to be fair, you say you've Irish had some shit results. I mean, there's not been you, you've been scoring tries as a team. Yeah, it's it like people are enjoying their rugby, even if the results aren't coming in. I mean, there's a few few of the older boys that have been running over tries for for uh, a bit of fun as well at the minute. So. It's not too bad, is it, really? No, it's not. Our like current stats are we've played five, lost three and drawn two. But I think, obviously, the draws, we've had um, drop goals to win it or, or a drop goal and one of them to win it last play of the game. Mate, the, the, the draws have been plus 25, 30 points, haven't they, really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've definitely played well. Um, we've just conceded some silly tries. Um and then obviously, if you if you like a couple more points or a kick here and there, and we're in like fourth or fifth, so yeah, you're right. But it just still doesn't. I think we didn't. We had a bit of a string of losses towards the back end of last season as well. But no, we're definitely playing a good like brand of rugby. We're like moving it around, and we've got some electric lads out wide. So which is probably why I'm not getting to the minute. Um, <laughs> um, but no, it's um, yeah. As I say, it's a great place to be around. Absolutely love it. So, um, Phil, before we let Stokesy go, do you want to take best or worst rugby memory? Yeah, I'll take worst. Uh, so what's your worst rugby memory? Premiership debut. Premiership debut? Yeah. Did you play again? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> signed for Irish on the late Tuesday night um, in, like, in December 2019. Uh, first training session. So I signed when I was in commentary. And then um, drove down like late at night on the, sorry, late at night on the Tuesday, woke up on the Wednesday, went to training, um, had a training session, then had a team run and then played on the Saturday, um, was on the bench, like straight in because they were, they were like, had quite a few injuries and stuff. So I was straight in, barely knew people, people's names other than like the obvious ones. Um, there's actually quite a good clip from the debut. I should try and find it here. Um, yeah, so I was on the bench and then 10 minutes in, Paddy's running back. He's playing at fullback. He's running back to his own goal line to try and chase down Anthony Watson, I think. And he pulls his hamstring like really bad as well. I was out for like the entire year with it. Um, so 10 minutes in, I'm stripping off and I've had two training sessions. I don't really know the calls. Um, I don't really know people's names. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Um <laughs> just, just like, first touch out of the way. And I'd never really played in like a big stadium like the Medeski before either. I'd obviously played at like Butts Park and stuff, but in terms of like a um like completely closed off stadium, it's just a different like I don't know, there's just a different feeling in that kind of stadium. Uh the ball doesn't fly the same, all that kind of stuff, like all the excuses in the world. So it's hard to judge the ball, isn't it? When it's enclosed, yeah. it's hard yeah, to judge yeah. the ball because there's the background's not like stationary or yeah, yeah. That's my excuse anyway. So yeah. like <laughs> Reese Priestland. Reese Priestland um like puts up a, a high ball. Um and I and I think I go to catch it and like sort of semi-catch it, but then Rocco de Goonie just belts me. And it kind of like spills out the back. And I'm like, fuck, that's not the best start. Um, <clears throat> I think we managed to get the ball back and stuff. But yeah, we, we I spilled the ball. That's my first touch. And then they run like a move wide. Um, and then as I'm closing the gate, they like dribble it in behind. But because like I didn't have a great relationship with like the back three and stuff, and I was probably not chatting as much as I should, our 
blind side wing doesn't close and then they dribble it through that kind of thing and then we're all scampering back to like get the ball and then the ball's on our goal line that kind of thing and then um i think another one is they do a grubber and i'm going back to get it and as it's as i'm about to jump on the ball as it goes over the line it sits up just before the line i'm like fuck <laughs> and i go and like completely kills my momentum and then I'm a bit far away in it and I go to jump on it and Tom Homer's just like jumped on it so fast. And I, there's like a picture of me and I've jumped on it as he's jumped on it and my legs are just like in the air like that. I'm like perfectly vertical, legs like flying in the air. I think they like turn it over, score a try. Um, anyway, like horrendous first half. We were like 40 points down and then we come out of second half, we get a couple of tries um, and there's a good clip <laughs> it went on like all the major like rugby like rugby onslaught like rugby pass all these ones and it was like um falcon and it's fipsy hurling a ball like, i'm stood at 10 and he's got a wrap around um but like off the wrap around i remember in training like they would like wrap around and someone would hit a hard line so i've gone to hit the hard line but then like as he's like wound up to like hit the hard line or something I've like stopped because I've realized the space is like wide. I don't know, something like that. So I've stopped and it's hit me like cannoned in the side of my head. You just see my arms like fly up like this. And I'm just like, shit. <laughs> you know what? I think the worst thing is, is that was posted on the Paviews group. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I just know everybody that um, everyone was dining out on that for like ages. Well, you'd be uh, happy to know, Stokes, mate. I, um, I think it was DK, which was our first home game this year. I was in a mall. I come out, I might have been on Ian, I can't remember. Probably a concussion. Came like out of the mall and I've been spat out the side of the mall just as their nines box kicked it, basically into the side of my head from about a yard and a half. The, the, the difference is, Phil, there wasn't a couple of million people watching the Pavs DK game. Yeah, no, my Johnny, my Johnny's more loved it. Loved it. <laughs> My head's way smaller than yours, but yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> the ball. Let's change the ball. <laughs> Pop the ball. Is that metal plate coming down there? It was right in the metal plate as well. <laughs> um, okay, if that was your worst, what was your best rugby moment? Um, <clears throat> Premiership, Premiership first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so we beat Saints away on a Friday night, like one last play of the game. That was pretty good. That was really good because um, I played pretty well as well. Um, that's kind of one of the first games where I started to think like, oh, I could actually maybe play at the Prem. wasn't like, a, especially after the debut and stuff. I was like, obviously a bit nervous going into a few games after that and stuff. Um, but I actually was like, oh, I can maybe play, maybe play at Prem level a little bit. Um, uh, so the Saints way is good. But then I had like a, a tour to Canada which was um, with England counties, which was amazing. That was like two weeks yeah. um, with some like fantastic lads. Um, it's like all paid for, just like touring around us. We started in Vancouver, then drove to Calgary through the Rockies and then flew to Toronto. Um, and then we played like a couple, we played like their best three teams and we, we like, we, we beat them by like 70 points every game, but um, I don't think the, the game was as big out in um, in Canada as it is now. Um, so that was amazing. And then Bermuda, Bermuda, <laughs> Bermuda last year. Holy hell, that was unbelievable. Um, yeah. Again, like that was three and a half weeks um, playing a new, like we didn't even know what was going on. It was so cowboy when we went out there. Um, like we didn't know when we were get if we were getting paid. Um, we didn't know like where we were going. It was like, just turn up at the airport. We've got like a, a ticket for you, that kind of thing. And we were just like, just, we don't know where we're staying. But then we got there and it was like, everything was put on. Food was great. They put um, mopeds and stuff on for us. So that was like, again, all paid for. And then it, oh, it, was, it was fantastic. There was some, again, really good players out there. Um, and I probably didn't appreciate at the time how good a, like, how good players were out there so it was like all the England Sevens boys were out there Kenyan Sevens boys South African Sevens boys um, it was like Cecil Africa playing Dan Norton um, 
Collins and Jira. Um, and I don't, I, again, like, I didn't really appreciate how good these boys were because I don't, I don't really follow the sevens stuff. I know Dan quite well because he was at Irish for a, a short time last year. So kind of know him quite well. Um, but yeah, that was, that was incredible experience. So, so that so, one then, that was quite a bizarre one. Um, I think Max was training with us actually at that point and he was sort of borderline on his way there at one point. Yeah, I was trying to get him out there. Really yeah, bad. I mean yeah. that that from what I watched because I was quite interested in the whole idea of it because it felt a bit like a cricket franchisey sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. From yeah. Afar, um, you played four days. Yeah, so it was um, like a standard sevens tournament, um, but it was over nice. three weekends. Yeah, three weekends. Um, <laughs> In feet up, Jesus! It was bizarre. So we got out there on the Thursday, I think. We had like a full week of training, training, <laughs> um, and then we played Friday, Saturday, the first yeah. weekend. Yes, we've been out there a week, so that's right, right. Friday, Saturday, and that was like pool games and stuff. So you were fighting for points um, for the table, um, and then there was another weekend that you played the following weekend. Again, Friday, Saturday, you played everyone. Um, and then the winners of that league were presented with like the league trophy. Um, and then from that, you were put into the cup for the following week, for, yeah. the, for the following weekend. And then it was like first versus eighth and then second versus seventh, that kind of thing. And then you were battling out for the, the like the, um, the cup trophy. Um, so it was a, yeah over three weekends of, of um, Friday and Saturday fixtures, uh, but they well they had to move it around on some days because the weather was so bad. Like they had like a, a hurricane or whatever monsoon season. Monsoon season, yeah, exactly. So you, you can't play rugby in that. Um, oh, oh shame! Because <laughs> I, I watched it. I think I watched a bit of it live, yeah. and then I watched it all on YouTube on the Watchback or whatever they call it. And you missed? Did you miss the middle weekend? Yeah, man, I got. <clears throat> this so this is what I found out that you can't really mix um, playing a tens tournament and going out. <laughs> <laughs> this, this picked up a lot of soft tissue injuries when I was out there, and it was <laughs> like, and I'm pretty good at Irish because I don't, I've I've never, I, I think I've maybe missed like two training sessions at Irish. I'm I'm really good with like being trying to stay fit. Um, Whereas in Bermuda, it was like, I walk out on a pitch and I'm just picked up like a groin injury or something like that. It was like relentless. And the only thing I could think of was it was a bit of dehydration. <laughs> so, um, um, thanks for coming on, Stacey. It's been a, a pleasure to chat to you, mate. I know that you've been wanting to come onto this pod for a while. Um, I won't tell people that you, you called me in a bar and begged me to come on. Um, Didn't happen. Did. Um, also... <laughs> <laughs> you did ask me to Instagram you, but I'm not sure that was the same way of Googling you. Um, but we, we, <laughs> we will hopefully uh, see you back out on pitch soon. But also, hopefully at the club for a few beers when, you, when you've got a free weekend. Definitely, definitely. That yeah. sounds fantastic. Have a good evening, mate. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. Cheers, Tokes. Cheers, mate. So that was uh, Stokesy. Obviously, quite enjoyed uh, the pod it had been wanting to come on for a while i'll never forget the time it was after the cricket social that we were in um kalua kaluna and he literally called me begging me to come on the pod um he he was obviously upset that jim and alex and and trims had been on before but there we go we've got him on uh, i wish i bet he wish he never came on now getting someone to google yourself isn't the, the smartest thing in the world Neither's texting the bird you're on a date with. Um, but there we go. I mean, stakes he won't change, and hopefully he never does anyway. Um, so just some important dates coming up as well. Uh, tomorrow, as this goes out, it will be the the president's vice president's day. Like I said, there's gonna be Sam Batch, Long Eaton, and uh Marauders, Marauders, I can't say it, Guru always corrects me. Um, staggered kickoffs on Saturday, and then we got one week where we've got the Halloween party on the 30th, where if you need any tickets for that, Hannah um, will be 
sorting them out so you can find her in the club there's quite a few ticket sales i don't know if there's any left actually um but if there is have a chat with them this weekend uh, and then the following weekend fifth sixth and seventh is the beer festival like i said before friday night under the lights game you get to see me running around maybe maybe able to get to see some of the older pads running around as well uh, on the on a game there and then saturday and there's two senior games and then the Sunday is the minis and juniors, but there will be beer flowing consistently throughout that weekend. Um, I am there the Friday. I am trying to be there the Saturday and I'm trying to be there the Sunday. So it is one not to be missed. Lots of local breweries there and lots of cracking stuff going on. And then the final thing to announce, we saw something was happening. We know now what is happening on the 10th of December. There is a cocktail party going to be uh going on up at the club lots of stuff has gone to the printers today so i'm hoping i've not ruined the surprise if i have die joy i'm sorry um but i don't know i've got no one here there's no feel to tell me what i can and can't say today so i'm just saying what i want um but yeah if if there's uh any anyone any questions answered about the cocktail party just email or message joy egg or ask at the bar and I'm sure someone's got a lot more information than I do. Well, Phil, have you got any wise words? I mean, I might as well have asked. It's the same response every time. Uh, in that case, we'll, we'll see you next week. Uh, keep your eyes open for uh, a fun, some fundraising stuff coming up. One of them being a live pod with, we hope, fingers crossed, a really special guest, more special than the ones we've had on here before. Um, or special air, whatever the word is. So anyway, enjoy the rest of your weeks. Boys, if you play tomorrow, go well. Um, and we'll speak to you next week. Hit the music. Do, do, 